Welcome to Stream Detroit, big digital thinkers. This is episode five. I'm Mike McClintock, your host, with my co-host Brad Fox. Hello, uh, everyone. How's it going, Brad? Top shelf. Wonderful. Uh, we're here today with uh, Roy Dano, who is the founder and CEO of Sports Blog Media Group. He's flown in all the way from Nashville today into the frozen tundra of Detroit, where it's minus three. It's probably really balmy down in Nashville compared to this. It was really it's nice. I swear it hasn't been like this all, all year. Probably has something to do with the uh, Lions losing to the uh, Cowboys last night. So, but thanks for coming on, Roy. Thanks for coming down. Tell us a little thanks bit about. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Sports Blog uh, Media Group. Sports Blog is the fastest growing uh, sports media site online. Uh, we hope we're an open platform mm-hmm. that hosts blogs for people passionate about sports. We've got um, over 22,000 bloggers that have signed up with us. And, um, you know, we think we have a, a, a pretty unique um, business model and, and platform that um, is, is tapping into something. And, and uh, I think our growth is evidence of that. So you think there's a few people that like sports? <laughs> there seems to be a couple. So. Yeah, I don't know how, how these numbers come about, but you know, mm-hmm. if you look at the NFL's uh, 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 marketing materials or, or certain networks and things, they say mm-hmm. there's about 188 million here in North America. Oh, okay. That's the pretty. US. That might be most. I and think there's like six people that aren't into it. Right, exactly. So let me see if I understand. You, you, you've got 22,000 bloggers. So you've got 22,000 people creating sports-related content on their sports-related blogs, and, and it's tied in with, is it tied in with like the NFL, Major League Baseball, stuff like that, NBA? Yes, How's that? right. So that's, that's certainly part of it, right? We, as I said, we're an open network. Anybody can join. Mm-hmm. takes minutes to do. So anybody can go to sportsblog.com and poof, you got yourself a sports blog. Within minutes, you can be, okay. uh, you can have your very own blog. Um, Mike.sportsblog.com, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, so I can talk uh, about the uh, NFL's officiating inconsistencies. Not that I, just off the top of my head. Not, it, you're it, not bitter about yesterday's game and the flag going. Happened? Well, maybe a flag got picked up. No. You know what? They can't we're, find me. We're supposed to still be having love for the refs ever oh, since okay. their strike. All right. Right? You okay. love refs. Love for the refs. Love the refs. Right. We, still, we still love them. Um, Jim Joyce. <laughs> But yes, anybody can go and join and do that. And uh, you know, if you're passionate about the refereeing or, uh-huh. or uh, coming draft picks or fantasy you know, stocks or, or whatever, okay. uh, your favorite team, you'd go and, and uh, what you do is you would uh, choose your own vanity URL at .sportsblog.com. Uh, you can then choose from uh, a, a library of themes that we okay. have, right? So no technical knowledge required other than how to type and write. None at all. The the reason we built this platform, and we did build it from uh, from the ground up, from scratch, was to be able to incorporate certain features that were useful to this audience. Okay. Um, uh, For example, um, we license USA Today sports and Getty images for use by our bloggers for free. That's cool. Right? So, in other words... That's pretty much all of them. All yeah, the absolutely. I mean, really they're, they're, they they are at every you know yeah. between those two organizations. They're at every sporting event. They've got professional right. photographers take, taking great you know action shots with things. And so, no more do you have to um, go find some image that's go free. get permission or, right, or right. you know borrow. Especially in sports, that's a big <laughs> deal because everything is copyrighted. I mean, it's not right. like. We're going to take a random fan picture who is seated in section 227? Probably not. Yeah, you so, don't have to worry about like, getting a cease and desist letter or anything like that, right? So <laughs> whatever the play, really convenient the, for whatever the play of the day is. That's interesting. Is, I would have never thought about that as being a major issue to have in a sports blog is how do you get uh, images? Right. You know, unless you have one of those like 14-foot-long cameras out there. But well, there's so, it's so important to making good content. If you're opining or writing text about it, you need some good imagery to draw, mm-hmm. you know, enhance sure. your post. So. so how did you decide that sports blogs was the way to go? Are you like a sports blog geek? Well, or, yeah, or I not? <laughs> love sports. Uh, real passion is, is, is truthfully, it's business and media. Okay. Um, and what I observed um, even 10 years ago when blogging was first created as a, as a, as a new technology, right? Pyro Labs and Blogger and, mm-hmm. and all of that was that... Um, 
uh, mainstream media was very dismissive of blogging. Okay, uh, right. right. They were, you know, yeah. these aren't real journalists, they're not credentialed, whatever. So, um, you know, they, they didn't... Uh, uh, they didn't see this this groundswell and the potential of what blogging was, right? And and you know, fast forward here, uh, mainstream media has been broken, right? right is right. broken, and there's been waves of layoffs and shutterings of, of newspapers mm -hmm. and and magazines and whatnot, and still searching for for you know good business models for things. And so a lot of those journalists, um, you know, um, have now turned to blogging. And, and they are right. because it's really it is a fantastic platform and technology to be able to self-publish right zero cost mm -hmm. instant worldwide distribution and uh, you know like uh, like we've done we can make you look really good with the themes and, and right. photography and, and and other things that um, well it's the original media it's the original uh, newspaper stuff I mean it's like Ben Franklin right you know people used to publish their papers sure publish their things and the, that was the original blog, right? Wasn't Ben Franklin like the original blogger <laughs> in the 1700s or something? And yeah. Then, then it got really, really corporate. Man, it was a different like, Now we're back around. This is freedom in the world. This is ben, the Ben Franklin of sports. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but your passion is business. You said you saw, business so you saw, you saw something in this. Also, there's, now there's 400 million plus blogs out there. Right. All right. And, and, um, uh, they are an army on right. themselves, reporting from from you know infinite angles on on whatever subject. Live from Section uh, One Eighty One, exposing things that mainstream media you know uh, might not cover, or, mm -hmm. or um, you know covering in a certain way with mm -hmm. an agenda or something like that. So it's really powerful. Now, is it just uh, so consumers? You make it easy for consumers to sign up, create their own blog. But is it just consumers? Do you have some of the you have some other folks that are involved, like some of the athletes, for example. So that's how it started, right? We're, we're uh, just consumers, but yes, what what it has evolved to is now we we, uh, we have a lot of professional journalists and writers that have embraced it, and yes, pro athletes as well. Um, uh, we developed a very close partnership with the WNBA Players mm -hmm. Association okay. um, about um, yeah, a little over a year ago. Um, went really well. You know, this is a this is a this is a league that maybe doesn't get the coverage that, that it deserves necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's sort of drowned out against the other uh, other sports out there. Well, they're big in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Shock is big. They're and, and Billy and Beer was. And they have a passionate um, audience, you know, that, mm -hmm. that really um, loves to to follow them and. and and be connected to them and so they recognize very early the potential of this blogging and being able to have player blogs for them to be able to connect with their audience and and a lot of their fans these young girls look up to these players mm -hmm. and so now you've got a direct connection where they can do that and and so they got on board of course um, the WNBA is close with the NBA and right. the retired NBA and so um, the, the service and, and value that we provided for them was recognized by the others. And so now, um, with all three groups, we have a very close and, um, you know, great relationship. With retired NBA, too. Retired, yeah. That's an association? It is. Okay. Yeah, actual union and association. We got like Vinny Johnson and the Bad Boys. Right. Okay. In yeah. their rocking chairs while they're blogging. <laughs> oh, no. There's no rocking chairs with those guys. I think they they're, can take us. They're rocking. They, they're not <laughs> in a different way. They're really strong. About 60% of our traffic is mobile. Um, so we have developed tools, um, our own app. Um, we have a responsive, mobile-friendly site as well. Um, but on the app side of things, um, you know, I can just open up the sports blog app itself, and here's um, you know here's a feed um, from various uh, bloggers, our, our community of users uh, that are talking about whatever, what, whatever's on sports. Uh, you know, we're, we're, this is the high season between football and basketball mm -hmm. and college playoffs and, and everything. Um, uh, so there's a lot of great content here to have, but the default page on, on this app also just uh, you can from your mobile device post video, photos, text, um, and create that right here and then press publish and it will go to straight to your blog. 
Um, Consumers and athletes alike? So it'd be very similar. Athletes, anybody, okay. yeah, can, can do that. So that's, this is the sports ball consumer app. What we did with um, um, some of the players associations, right? I was mentioning our, our, our close relationship with the WNBA Players Association and, and now retired and NBA Players Associations. Um, what we did is we adapted some of that technology um, white labeling it for them, mm -hmm. for them to be able to have this closed community for their members, for, for the Players Association and the players to be able to speak to each other and for the Players Association to send them poll questions. Where should Absolutely we have the next meeting? Uh, union to members. Okay. Right? Athlete to athlete will come. You can, athlete to athlete can happen if they're posting content. Okay, okay. okay? Um, otherwise, you're just responding to poll questions, you're seeing news updates from, from um, the Players Association, etc. right? So, um, you know, you see, just like on, on the sports blog app, it's a very similar type structure. And we do that for the WNBA, the retired NBA, and the NBA Players Associations as well, right? Um, so I would imagine ultimately this would be, you know, for certain marketers, a pretty attractive environment if they could get their messaging in there, right? So you have these, you know, highly paid, you know, highly affluent athletes could be an interesting, you know, advertising play at some point for the for the right marketer, right? It's not necessarily for every product, but is that is that a goal at some point or is that not the goal for this season for the NBA Players Association is to have every NBA player member having downloaded this app and to be on our platform on their platform, mm -hmm. essentially, right? Powered mm -hmm. by us. The reach that we have, I mean, that, that is an illustration of, of the type of relationship That's and reach that, reach that Sportsblog has with the pro player community. That's, that's uh, it's really strong and powerful. It's that, not that, repeatable. Uh, you know, is, is <clears throat> completely available for brands to, to, to work with us to reach them. That way. Yeah, I would imagine that that's, I would think the players would think that's, you know, how, how they communicate to each other. Certainly some of them already have each other's cell phones and so forth, but, you know, they could send out a note, hey, I'm traveling to Orlando for a game, what's the best restaurant, you know, what's the best, you know what I mean? Right. How do you establish, are these like official relationships with the leagues? I mean, how, and how does that, how does that dialogue begin? Obviously with, you know, with the WNBA, they don't have a, as big of an audience, but they're, they're no less passionate than any other sports fan base. So that, from a, from from a corporate standpoint, you have this really strong, sticky relationship between you know players and their fans. But how do you how did you establish those official relationships, and how have you kind of parlayed that into official relationships with the other leagues? I think it was one hundred and one business development, right? It was it was uh, approaching them, sharing our technology. I mean, we we had initial success on the site. With you know, you could see a, a very professional uh, um, you know site evolving here a community that was growing rapidly mm -hmm. um, and and you know we're we're managing it in a proper way as well right we're, we're um, uh, so they just recognize that I mean I give them credit for doing it it was uh, for us it was a uh, you know it was simple business development let's reach out and, and, and this you makes built sense. a good product and they liked it yeah and right. you just I mean, made the calls. And they wanted I, to come back. And that's, that's like the, the triumph of sales, a lesson right? There. Make a good product that doesn't <laughs> suck. Make them want to buy it and make them want to buy it Something again. Something. Right, right. And that's really, really fundamental. But, that's, it's a, but it, was a, it was a need that was there. And those, that relationship is strengthening all the time. And so now uh, it, that's transferred to the NFL as well. Wow. The player engagement division within the NFL. Hmm. This is a... Um, a group set up within the NFL to help players with uh, managing their careers or post careers and whatnot, and so um, they recognized that Sports Blog could be a great platform for their players, and so for instance, they have had me come speak at their um, uh, sports journalism boot camp. Mm. Right, uh, there's a lot of players in all sports that want to be broadcasters afterwards. Right, or whatever, right? right. I think we've seen an example of, or two of those. One or two. After a blown ACL, it's like I better try something else, right? Mm -hmm. how, how does the you know the NFL players? They all they're all interested potentially in becoming broadcasters. They're interested in the media. They're interested in the internet. They're interested in that. So 
what what do you do when you go to speak to to the NFL players? How does that come up? Well, in that ex uh, in that scenario, they're interested in a very um, uh, specific and and you know. Uh, instructional type conversation. They okay. want to know actually physically how to do it. How, how do I, how do I log on? How do I post? What should I post? How long does the post be? You know, mm -hmm. how do I incorporate a picture? Because they want to get, they want to get going with it and do it. How, how, many, how many of the NFL players like percentage wise do you think are really, really into that? Uh, so it's, it's, I mean, it's a smaller percentage, mm -hmm. but growing, mm -hmm. right? And, and um, uh, I think those who do it, are finding great value from it. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, um, uh, you know, we Eddie George, mm -hmm. um, legend, yeah. right? Heisman, Ohio State. Uh, you know, Titans for yeah. for ten plus years. Boiler. He is doing, yeah. Um, uh, he is really sharing some some great content. You know, opinions about whatever hot topic there is in sports this week or mm -hmm. or, or whatever, right? And and um, um, you know, we, we have, a, we have a, um, a business model where we actually share in the revenue that's generated from the blogs okay. with our community. Okay. Now, for someone like Eddie George, that doesn't amount to a whole lot, right? He's already right. made, you know, a fortune in, in professional sports, but mm -hmm. um, uh, he's finding great value from it because it's, it's led to speaking engagements, right. when he does radio appearances, uh, or, or whatever, they will reference back to his blog and, and get talking points and, and, you know, say, hey, you really said something, you know, he can, out there he can, about a particular topic. He can topic. enumerate all of his followers through this. Pick up Twitter, pick up Facebook, pick up Instagram followers, all this. Absolutely. Build that whole community, you know, that could lead to books, that could lead to yeah. other yeah. media things. Speaking and maybe engagements maybe, and things. Yeah, get paid a little bit more with that. But th yeah. So this is like his hub? Kind of yeah, a thing. This yeah. is like this is the home base for Eddie George Media. Exactly. Okay. Um, another great example: Charlie Villanueva, mm -hmm. um, ex, Dallas Maverick. Ex Piston, right? Ex Detroit Piston. Mm -hmm. That's right. Currently Dallas Maverick. Okay. Um, but he video blogged free agency this summer. Ah. Okay. This is a ten-year veteran. Right. You know, looking for for the, his next spot, um, and. Um, uh, he did a video post about it, you know, every couple of days, uh, what it was like as a veteran in free agency. It's like hard knocks for yeah. NBA free agency. Produced on his own, yeah, you know, right. by himself and, with, and with really high quality stuff. Yeah, right. as, was exactly. This, was it literally with it his was iPhone? With a, yeah, okay. it was a Samsung phone. He did it and, and edited music in and, and um, I'm, I'm telling you it was riveting. It was great. Yeah, I'm going to watch it right now. It was lots of fun. After the show. Cut. Yeah. You're going to watch it. <laughs> Not really. The neat thing about the, the business model is that you're creating this community that's incredibly sticky. And I imagine that that's, that's got to be very attractive for your marketing partners, i.e. your advertisers, right? Because, you know, I've been in kind of digital media sales for a long time. And, you know, over time, it's more about engagement. It's not necessarily about an impression, an ad impression. It's more about engagement. And through this kind of fan base, whether it's a person who's following an athlete or one of your, you know, Dave's golf blog, um, you're creating this community, if you will, um, of very engaged fans and having those consumers who are spending a lot of time has got to be incredibly valuable. So one thing that differentiates sports blog in, in, in a very unique way is the community that we mm -hmm. have, right? 20 plus thousand bloggers on here, um, you know, they're, they're sharing and, and it takes effort to create a oh, yeah. multi-hundred word post and, and sure. you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there, right? And so when you do that and you make that effort, there's this community of people that, that really are, are quite supportive of each other. I mean, sure, there's trash talking and, and you know, this and that. But sports? That's, <laughs> there, that's, uh, you know, that's the fun of it all. But uh, at the end of the day, there's this great community. And so, yes, there, there's, um, uh, there's this level of engagement, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, we're approaching, uh, uh, we're above 30 million page views a month uh, and growing quickly. Uh, top 20, you know, hovering around a, a top 20 sports site according to ComScore, mm -hmm. um, and so you know this this is this provides some real reach for brands to want to connect with this audience mm -hmm. in, in a meaningful way. And how do you? So on that note, how do you compete? I mean, obviously there's some other sports titles uh, that are out there. Um, we won't name them by name because 
we won't. But there's other sports titles out there, right? Sure. So how do you guys how do you guys compete, and what are some of the you know you you'd mentioned kind of that stickiness, the community aspect. What are some of the other differentiators that you guys hang your hat on to say you know hey we're better than brand X and brand Y because yeah. So I, I would uh, just to, to uh, add some more color to what the who they who they are. Um, You've got traditional publishers that may have existing magazines or, or you know, um, traditional type publishing, right? And then you have some blog properties too um, that are focused specifically on sports. Um, how we're different is that, again, we're an open network. Anybody can come and join and do this, right? Whereas if you want to write for a specific magazine or sports uh, you got to get blog, hired, you got to go through an interview and all that stuff, right? you got to... Right. Yeah, you're not invited to do that. You can't just mm -hmm. do that. And, and we really strongly believe in the, um, the, the potential and, and power of sort of this crowdsourced journalism almost, you know, and, and uh, think that there's, I mean, we know it's, it's not, it's no secret. There are great... Uh, bloggers out there doing some really interesting things, attracting millions of page views a month with very loyal audiences. And they're finding Sports Blog to be a better home for them to do that at. Got it. And, and so, you know, there's certainly Sports Blog, I think the numbers you had mentioned, probably not as big as some of the other properties. What's kind of, uh, what's, on the, what's on the horizon for Sports Blog and how do you want to continue to grow? Because it seems like right now the formula has been really strong and there's been a big growth curve. I mean, how long have you guys been around? It's not been terribly long, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, just just about three years now. Right, um, so, so you're growing, and so how do you, what, is, what are some of the things, if you can kind of give us a peek under the hood, of what you're thinking about to con continue that uh, that growth curve? Well, we, uh, we think we can be a top 10 sports media site online, and mm -hmm. our goal is to do that within the next, you know, one to two years here. Um, and uh, I think the stars are aligned for us to do that, and we're, we're you know, far, we're tracking and, and trending that direction. So uh, that's that's a it's goal. Pretty big growth. So it really is for a young company with now. just a couple of million dollars in funding. Right, you right. know, it's it's yeah. I mean, I, I think um, it speaks to something. You know, it speaks to something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty explosive growth. Uh, it's like a hit song. You don't really know why it tapped into you know right. popular culture or not, but. Uh, you know, I'll credit it to the to the team, to the business model, um, and and ultimately to the bloggers and just us being able to attract them and creating this community. Um, but uh, uh, just to further elaborate on where we're going like that, so so top ten sports media site is a goal. Um, we've got these great relationships with leagues and players associations. Mm -hmm. um, they are strengthening every week. You know, we they, we're have dialogue going on about you know, hey. Let's do this together, or, or you know, we want. Can you help us with this? Back and forth, right? It's it's a, a cooperative type agreement. So that's going really well. I'd like to see um, uh, us just continue to service them well in that way and strengthen those existing ones and add new ones, right? So so I think there are other leagues in sports, and we we're far down the road on some of those conversations with other leagues um, to come on board to. Um, you know, to do some things on sports ball. Like motorsports or some other golf or some other sports that, yeah. you know, other outside of the major four, right? Yes. Yep. Cool. Badminton. Is there a badminton league? I think there is. Because, yeah. you know, I've been thinking that there should be. Curling for sure. Curling is huge. Curling for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I do watch that on, on CBC. That's Feather bowling. Stuff. Yeah. Feather bowling, but big in Metro Detroit. But at least oh, at the yeah, Kaju Cafe. Down in Kaju Cafe. Yeah, if I could tell you how many times we reference curling in our offices, you know, it's about, about, astonishing. Yeah, right? somebody yeah. you got full time people on that. I love when Olympics comes around because that's when it gets all its attention. We curling all we all hot. tune in. Right, Winter Olympics, the curling, they're they're hand in hand. It's always awesome. Bust out those brooms. Absolutely. Big time. So stuff. you're you'd still consider yourself a startup now, right? Yes, you're, and, you're I, and I hope we remain that way. Right. Right? I mean, who wants to lose that? That's where the fun is. Right. So we say you got 22,000 bloggers, so 22,000 writers, staff, technology staff, operations staff. How the hell do you manage 22,000 writers and all of that? I mean, obviously they're not right. all sitting so, in a room somewhere how's that going they're not employed bloggers right, right. 22,000 right, right? They, sure. these are these are users who have signed up and are blogging since various varying levels right right um, on the staffing side 
we have about 12 actual employees mm -hmm. uh, with a smattering of contractors. Okay. Um, and um, that's very manageable, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is a, this is a high-performance team of people from, from um, Google USA Today, um, you know, great Class A level employee, former employers, mm -hmm. um, you know, who are very skilled at what they're doing, whether it be technology or uh, design or um, uh, editorial, et cetera. So would you, is it, it's a virtual organization? Yeah, so I actually live in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I founded this with two partners. Um, one a Canadian, uh, one U.S. Big citizen. Big curling fan. Yeah, <laughs> big curling's big in Canada for sure. Uh, and uh, uh, Peter Ajulas and, and uh, Kevin April. And um, you know, we we were uh, a virtual team. We just mm -hmm. communicated regularly on on online right. um, in in developing the business plan and technology for this. And so that worked very well for us. I mean, and, and we were able to attract, by not being constrained geographically, right. to a Nashville um, right, right. or New York where, where we have a presence, um, um, you know, we could recruit virtually. We could recruit the best people. Absolutely. Regardless of geography. Yeah. So uh, 37 signals. And, and we've gotten, yeah, like I said, we've gotten great talent through that very method. So that's a good startup story there, though, that, you know, <clears> you're creating your, your top 20 now in sports. It's not like your top 20 in basket weaving. Your top 20 in sports. So in order to do that, you got to recruit the best of the best. You don't have the biggest budget on the planet. So you can, you can differentiate yourself as, a, as, an, well, as an employment opportunity or as a startup opportunity by pulling in the best of the best regardless of geography and build the best team because you can think hey I, you know i'm not gonna i'm not just gonna say we have to be in the same location physically because that's what everybody else always does is that was that like one of your secret sauce strengths you think or i don't think we set out to you know to to make it a you uh -huh. know part of the okay we're gonna have a virtual team and, and right. recruit that way it was it was somewhat by necessity and, mm -hmm. and it just sort of made sense to to do that you know we've had um uh certain programmers who, who um are making less because you know than where they they were formerly working because they don't have to commute they get yeah. to work from from wherever they want to basically mm -hmm. and, and whenever uh, they want to as long as their work is getting done right exactly and and so the their quality of life is really couldn't be happier and their and quality so, of work is going to be higher too right you know, i can't understand why everything in software of all things should been, should be remote i mean it makes there's no reason with the you know with github and and all the tools that we have at our disposal, you can almost guarantee that the quality of the product is going to be better. I think it's a legacy, you know, uh, type thinking to not do that. Right. Uh, you know, and, and uh, the way in the world is today, you just have to you have to embrace it. Right. It changed. I mean, listen, it was an adjustment. Sure. Right? Oh, it's uh, it's hard work. I mean, it's not easy. It is. It takes a little. It takes. I'm saying extra work. It's, it's, takes work to manage employees no matter where they are but sure. you know there's there are plenty of tools now available to us online yeah um, it's a different you know, skill set linked. of management yeah but nonetheless it's doable if you treat it as such absolutely so it's it's interesting you know we'll we'll um uh we'll use some project management software where everybody mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh like linking, a base camp or something linking like into that. it yes in fact that is what we use and and um you know, whenever, if you're part of a department uh, that, that's, you know, you're a member of that group mm -hmm. on there and you're making updates, it's disseminated to everybody, right. you know, instantly. And so um, it's worked really well. Skype, of course, is, is you know, more economical and mm -hmm. wonderful technology for that. So, um, so it wasn't on purpose, but it worked out good. And now yeah. you probably never go back to no, the I, old I, way. I can't, no, I can't see going back to the old way. It's just worked so well uh, as far as the team we've been able to assemble this way mm -hmm. that I can't imagine it. Right. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to, to you know hire the best one if they're local, but uh, right. You know, but even if they're local, they could still work remote. I yes. I mean, here we are in a co-working space here at Grand Circus. There's co-working spaces all over the place. Below us are 40 people <clears> who 
maybe they work in New York, but they happen to be working in Detroit right now. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, of my 12, there's three in Nashville with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Terrific, you know. Lower overhead. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, it works all around. Mm-hmm. Although we try to spend that overhead, and, you know, you'll by bringing us all together at some point anyway. Right, we'll do that right, every right. quarter, you know, every, every X number of months, you know, just to, to build that connection and relationship sure. between us all. Yep. Yeah, that's helpful. It sounds like, it sounds like rework <clears throat> the book. Yeah, Sorry. very much. Yeah, I find that helpful. You know, I've worked for many organizations who are not located here in Detroit, you know, LA, New York, and um, building that connection is, is important, especially people who are field people. It does, it does help when you're like, hey, let's get the gang together. You can think collaboratively, and um, it's definitely helpful. But I, there's definitely a benefit to, you know, not having everybody at the kind of the home station, right? Because in, in a way, it's kind of an analogous to maybe that legacy. Of, you mentioned the legacy of publishers in general, like old print publishers, and how they've faced a lot of challenges. And kind of this publishing that, that Sports Blog is doing is kind of the new way of doing things. And so there, you don't have a lot of those legacy issues that some of the other older school publishers, if you will, have. It'd be great to be able to, you know, uh, whatever, have lunch every day or, or mm-hmm. walk out and get beers after work, you know, d- at different times. But um, it, it is certainly not necessarily on a daily basis to do that, right? right? We get together periodically, have our relationships. We're talking every day sure, regardless, sure. you know, so we're just unable to go down to your local sandwich shop together. So beyond, uh, beyond sports blog, are you thinking about other categories? Are you thinking about, you know, I'm, I'll make this up, but like, Technology? Are there other categories that you see as a, see as an opportunity that are on that same kind of business model as sports blog? Are you thinking about any other categories that you can talk about? I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. Yeah. yeah. Are there other categories that are interesting to you that there might be something that you guys could uh, now that you've got the kind of the the, um, the foundation built technologically? Are there other categories that you're thinking about? There are. And you'll have to invite me back again for for. Uh, hey, there's, there's episode number six. Right. <laughs> When we launch those, but uh, there's some things in the works, and and yes, this this applies to other top you know topic specifics uh, blogs, um, and so yeah, uh, I think we can. So sports is the that proof company. of concept, but this is a media company. Very much so. Okay. Yep. Um, software mm-hmm. uh, company, right? It's we really um, pride ourselves on the platform we've built, and it's about the bloggers themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. We yes, we can help to amplify their content, uh, drive traffic to them, help them make money, handle the, the technology for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, um, uh, you but know, you're a software company, you're saying. Yeah. That's how you guys you view yourself as a software company first. We're a software company in the media space. Right. Okay. Yep. And that was. I mean, that's, listen, that's, that's that's good because I think everybody's a software company now. They just don't know it. I know. It's true. I really think, you know, to say a, a, a simple statement like that mm-hmm. actually takes a lot of, uh, you know, discovery. And, and, you know, it's important to realize what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we think we're a media company, you know, uh, competing with the ESPNs, and that's, you know, that's a different... It's a different changes world. everything. Right. You know, we're not. We're a software company that, right. you know, is providing, hosting a platform for bloggers. I think that's an important distinction because a lot of people think, you know, well, we're this, we're, we're a media company, we're this, and we're just going to go grab some Legos and stick them together, and that's going to be the technology side of thing, and and they think they're just going to pull it all off the shelf, and that's not exactly the easiest way, the easiest thing to do. In fact, it probably doesn't give you really a whole lot of, you know, technological advantage. But when you view yourself as a software company on the biggest software platform, you know, on the planet, then that's, that's a totally different mindset there. That's right. I mean, listen, we live in a social media world, mm-hmm. right? Right. That what is, is, dri- that is driving software. everything, you know, uh, these days, it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but at the end of the day, right, that's software. Mm-hmm. Right? It's an, and to me, I'll take that a step further to say, you know, whether it's your, you know, your timeline on Facebook or your, mm-hmm. your micro uh, blogs on Twitter, you right. know, you're tweeting uh, up to 140 characters. It's all a form of blogging. Right. Right. I agree. We just, I see it as um, um, by owning or, or embracing blogging for what it is, there's so much more versatility. Mm-hmm. You want to blog to 140 characters? Have at it. You just you want to say a, a, a short quip on something? Great. Say it. You know, you want to do a long form, 
you know, 300, you know, word essay on, mm -hmm. on something or you do a video or... Or, or write a know, book in chapter form. I mean, Mark Cuban can, can turn a book, you know, his blog into a book, yeah. right? Winning in the sport of business. Um, yeah. You know, that was just each chapter was a blog post. Right. I, mean, I know a lot of people are writing, writing books that way now. Absolutely. And you build up enough of a community. I don't think you can even get a book deal anymore without a certain number of uh, Twitter followers, Facebook. You got to have the whole community, Google Plus, the whole thing. Your blog has to have X amount. I mean, that's the that's the point of entry into the publishing, the the, the you know dead tree kind of publishing world, or even the ebook world is. Right. You've got to have this this platform. You've got to have the people that are going to follow you to whatever other types of media that you're going to be in. And this is this is the software that drives all the media now. E well, it's an iterative process too, right? Mm -hmm. So you can be talking about it, getting you know uh, comments and feedback, and, and that right. evolves the story along too. And all that's a testament to what you've built, right? I mean, to get that kind of, and that's where I'm going with you know the, the affiliations that you have with the with the four major sports leagues in the WNBA, is that now you've created this trust factor, and now you have your app essentially white labeled by the leagues ultimately. Um, but that's like a huge trust factor, right? That's a, that's really really powerful. We take that very seriously, and uh, yes, it exists, and, and um, uh, we are encouraged uh, to to you know create these opportunities for players. I mean, they're looking for it. We we are a conduit to that. That um, you know uh, we're having conversations with brands about doing that, and, and um, you know look to do more of it. Cool. That's a lot of infrastructure that you've created there. It's like. The consumer sees Uber and they see the little app and oh, I, I'm gonna do and that's cool, but that's just a little part of what's really there underneath the hood. The distribution, the organization, they're trying to figure out how to do surge pricing and the logistics behind where should people be? Should they be in Birmingham? Should they be in Royal Oak? Should they be at Comerica Park? Is there something going on at the Opera House next door? Where should all these cars be? That's really the secret sauce behind something like Uber. It's always something under the hood. It's not that. You know, people love Amazon and people use Amazon because it's a good shopping experience, obviously. But the secret to Amazon is it's like the most massive distribution engine in the world. I mean, right. it's like a whole nother ball game. It's like Walmart. And, and that's what a lot of, you know, the, sometimes it's the things that you don't see that makes a platform go. It makes a, makes a platform what it is. You know, the, the, uh, when you see that rock... <clears throat> And as a consumer, it should be just really simple to look at. It should be simple to consume. You don't even have to think about it. But underneath the hood, there's a lot going on there with a whole distributed logistics application for for athletes and players associations. That That is where the bulk of our, our uh, resources efforts uh, have been invested in so far, is, is developing this platform. Um, really, the growth from a user perspective is, you know, I think we've got we've got it right on, right on the mix of technology, business model, you know, the way we service our, our, our members, mm -hmm. um, that that's just happening um, right. from, from doing it right. Uh, that's a big difference though from somebody that's aggregating sports blog content, which there's, you know, frankly a ton of out there. That's, that's a major difference major though difference. between that, which is gluing things together and building an entire platform and an entire back end, that's the hard part. Well, but that's, the, that's what makes it work. From an advertiser's perspective, of course, when you're just aggregating, cobbling together like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's very difficult to, to scale that and, and push that out to the masses, right? You've got different platforms and technologies mm -hmm. and getting those standards right is, is a challenge. Um, having built our own platform, we can push that, you know, and, and, and parse it, um, mm -hmm. you know, however necessary for a brand and, and custom so content and so forth right so custom content splicing and dicing you know um, uh, demographics uh, whatever right and how do you guys you know a lot of we've talked about this with some of the other folks who've been on uh, big digital thinkers programmatic advertising right so it's 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 here and you know I know it's for probably some of the traditional media companies it's been challenging right uh, because programmatic has has an effect and in, in a business case, probably not positive effect to a lot of traditional publishers because it drives down CPMs. So how how is uh, how is Sports Blog Media Group thinking about the programmatic? I mean, because there's you know I've talked to some marketers that you know hey there has to be a balance. I mean, how are you guys thinking? Mean between custom content and programmatic, 
you know, some people will say it's all going programmatic, everything's going to go programmatic. How are you guys, how is Sportsblog thinking about the programmatic and real-time bidding space? So let me answer that from two perspectives. One, um, from the blogger's perspective, right? One of the values that we provide from a blogger's perspective is that, um, you know, a sports nut, you know, a guy who wants to talk about sports may not have a lot of, of uh, a point of reference or knowledge on programmatic advertising and getting into whatever networks. So you know, might not have the traffic levels, might not have you know, the sophistication or knowledge to, to, to do that and develop it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I think is very valuable that we can bring to our members is plugging into, into that infrastructure. And they We're already a part it, right? of it, right. It's just, it, it's something we take care of and, and, uh, and monetize it and share that back with the content creator, okay? So, um, from a marketer's or brand's perspective, right? Um, yeah, this is, uh, it's here to, here to stay and it's evolving quickly and, and um, you know, getting more and more sophisticated all the time. Um, and uh, we embrace it fully. I mean, it, um, uh, yes, we have direct relationships and, and, and we'll always want to, to, you know, continue to strengthen those, but, you know, market forces are such that, that this is a very efficient, medium and method for, for, for uh, you know, plugging in ads to things. And so it would be short-sighted to, you know, resist that in any way. So, mm -hmm. uh, But on the other hand, I would think that that's, that's an advantage because you can create, you know, you could even, you know, create custom content for, for an advertiser and let the advertiser own it, right? That's an opportunity for you that, you know, if somebody, some publisher's like, hey, look, i got to fire my entire staff. We're just going to go completely programmatic. And you know, in the advertising and marketing world, it's all about ideas. So that I would think would be an advantage to you that you can, you know, take. Okay, if you're if you're going after a young male audience, or if you're going after you know, female athletes or whatever, you can create custom content to fit most any need. And that's a big differentiator versus you know people who are just completely preoccupied or focusing on on the programmatic space, where you can say, look, we've got an idea. That's what marketing and advertising is all about. Right? It's all about the ideas. Couple that then with professional athletes or influential bloggers, and you've got something really special, right? But yes, I, I completely agree with you know these ideas are still hugely valuable and done the right way, developed, and then then add in the distribution, mm -hmm. you know, that we have these these tens of millions of viewers every month, um, and there's something there's something powerful there for for brands to tap into. This could be the world's biggest sports influencer network, or probably is right now. If you're a top 20 property, that's got to be the top influencer network. Something that's interesting is that 10% of all male, uh, males, 18 to 35, are frequenting our network mm -hmm. of sports blogs. Wow. Right. That's a, so, wow. Yeah. That's a massively large number. This is, we have, we have. 10% of the, all of them? Of all of those, yes. Those males are frequenting one of yeah. our network of blogs, sports blogs, right? Um, we, we have a younger demographic than, um, on certain months, all. Mm -hmm. but than most um, of the leading sports networks that you can think of, traditional, right. you know, big name medias, right? They're, they may have a 40, you know, mid-40s plus um, uh, range of, well, of that makes uh, sense. viewer. And, and we're, you know... That makes sense, because this, like, this is like the young. YouTube of sports blogs. So, like, my kids don't even know what regular TV is, right? It's, it's, it's YouTube first. <clears throat> You know, and if, 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 if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you don't really care if Walter Cronkite is writing this article, right? You might have, you know, a, a, a guy who's writing it on his phone from his house might be the best content out there. And 18 to 35 year olds, just by their very nature, go out and find that type of content, the content that resonates with them. They don't really care. Who writes it? They, they like that, that um, you know, raw and authentic and, and you know, opinionated type of, of mm -hmm. view um, about things. Some of our, our, our fan blogs are, you know, uh, larger, that, that attract more traffic than a team site or, you know, they're number one sources that. for, for um, the Dodgers or, or the Lakers and other teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, these are millions of pages a month coming to certain blogs. 
looking for that that content. And that kind of insider stuff, like with the fan sites, I would imagine that's kind of the you know, it's different than getting the you know the official word from the team, which is okay. Yeah. Right. But sure. then it's like, sure. okay, I want to go on the fan site and have a little banter, maybe a little smack talk. Like, right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna smack talk with your friends anyways about, you know, I mean, just think about. It. I mean, you get in the knockdown, drag out debates about things. I mean, you know, just just say, just throw it on the table. You know, right. Barry Sanders <laughs> versus Emmett Smith. Discuss. You know, and people are gonna be passionate about about that. You know, so there's, there's plenty of people know a few things about sports to the point where they can actually produce the better content. So 22,000 bloggers, 22,000 writers, content producers, um, is that more, is this probably, I'm guessing most of these, the vast majority of them are going to be hobbyists and they're doing it for the love. They're doing it for the love of the game, right? Love of, the love of the writing, they love this, they, they feel cool about it, they're going to do a blog anyways. Are they able to monetize this? at all um you know i mean historically you'd be lucky if you could cover your hosting costs for for a blog right if you can make you know nine dollars a month off your blog you're probably doing better than 99.998 percent of everybody that's out there is there is there a rev share in this for 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 the content producers or so there is yeah um and you know it's challenging for an individual to to uh you know create their content then mm -hmm. go sell it and and, right. and and know technically you know how to how to uh, get plugged into certain networks or sources where they can earn more money right, right. They, they may have earned less on their own mm -hmm. but um, um, you know we have a staff that, that does this right and we have a critical mass right. and a distribution that puts us in with major networks uh, where um, we can get premium advertising and, and, and better rates for, for our members by being a part of our network. Mm -hmm. right? And we handle all of that for them. So that's very compelling for people to, uh, to sign up. Um, and to your point of, of you know, um, can you really earn anything? Is there any potential mm -hmm. you know, to do so? Um, yes, there, there are people that are earning thousands or even tens of thousands in, in select uh, examples uh, a right. month. You know, from from well, that's blog. pretty. That's a lot more than I thought. Absolutely. I mean, even if that's the outlier, that's the outlier. That's that's better than the outlier for the for a typical content site. Sure, absolutely. So I mean, it's it 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 definitely uh, pays and, and works off. And, you know, works out to to do that. So uh, um, yes, is the answer to your question. So if it's good content, it's a good market. It's good. It's right. something that, that and then it's you know it's just like anything. If it's going to attract. It doesn't just happen, right? right. You, you have to work it, it and develop it. Though those people who are earning, you know, thousands or tens of thousands per month doing it, mm -hmm. I mean, they're throwing themselves into it, and, and they are they are promoting also through their own social, uh, you mm -hmm. know, channel circles uh, and, and and et cetera, and, and um, you know, they have to produce good content, it has to be you know uh, picked up and shareable, and, and you know sure. want to be shared. And, and, but and you're providing a back office function for monetization there, basically. And, it's and, a turnkey yeah. back office function. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. Um, Which, I mean, that's that's no <clears throat> small thing because, I mean, being able to write content and attract people to, to a site, being able to produce content, being able to do it regularly, that's hard enough as it is. I mean, that's like a whole set of skills. So if you can pull that off and be that sort of, you know, uh, purple squirrel, then to be able to figure out the, 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 the craziness of how do I then pull in the advertiser part of it. That's another set of skills altogether. So at least this way, you've got a shot at just being a purple squirrel. Do you don't you have to be to a do. purple squirrel that's one armed. Right. So. Right. Now, let me just say. Um, <laughs> what? I was just, what's a purple yeah. squirrel? <laughs> purple must, squirrel. Must you be know, a mascot for something. A purple something. squirrel. Uh, it's uh, like it's in the, in the head hunting world. A purple <laughs> squirrel is, you know, the guy that they have 20 years of uh, Ruby on Rails, and you know, it's only been around for 10 years, and. And you know they know how to uh, hotwire a car, and they have three arms. They're special. It's yeah. That yeah. person doesn't exist for twelve dollars an hour, by the way. Right. <laughs> so it's called right. a purple squirrel. Yeah. So, um, so you know, of those twenty-two thousand, yes, the vast majority are um, uh, fans, hobbyists. Mm -hmm. But we have professional writers that are doing this, and like I said, hundreds of pro athletes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's probably more money in it than there is in the newspaper business for a lot of them, considering that that's zero for a lot. 
for, for a lot, or you know, even if they could break into the newspaper world, mm -hmm. right? We've had a lot of people that have used their blog as a platform to do that, mm -hmm. too, right? I mean, they've established their brand, they, they've you know, developed a resume or a body mm -hmm. of work that they can reference, uh, which then has gotten them a job, a, you know, a full-time right. job it's somewhere else. Um, so, you know, we talk about the monetization aspect of, of blogging. Yes, it can pay. You know, yes, you have to be good at it and do mm -hmm. it well and, 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 and promote it. But um, there's a lot of benefits, you know, to just, hey, the sheer fun of it, you know. Yeah, and, sure. And being a part of this community. And this is, this is we're outlet. tapping into a passion, you know, mm -hmm. subject here, right? It just happens to be the most valuable media topic, you know, right. uh, there is uh, currently, right? Um, uh, so, you know, there, there's, there's many benefits to it um, mm -hmm. in addition to being able to have a rev share like we've set up. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Boy. Um, we'll have it on the next Dominic episode. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> I don't want to tear up. You're, you're trying know, to make I me know. cry. I know. You're, you're shy. <laughs> Mike's, I'm a Mike, big fan of Nadamika. Mike's going to leave the show. Uh, no, well, next yeah, time we have you on, when you have your... Uh, I know you plan that. I know he's weeping openly. I'm going to get a tissue. Um, no, I think next, when you kind of announce your uh, your next, this is our promise to you, our, the next vertical that you launch after Sports Blog, we'll make sure that there's not snow on the ground. It'll be warm and there'll be a, it'll be a Tigers game on. Great. So that, that, that's so a bold for, for next, Well, I mean, hopefully it's sooner snow than Snow on the ground later. part. Right, right. Well, Tigers for sure. Tigers for sure. So we'll definitely have you on next episode when it's warmer out and you'll have uh, more, more great stuff to share with us. There's a lot of teams that are uh, embracing uh, bloggers as part of their social media effort, right? They may have a, you know, a box. The media, a corner of the media box may be for fan bloggers or social media, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so, so may, maybe we can uh, we can somehow broadcast from, from. I think we should. I think we should do a remote from Comerica Park across yeah. the street. All in favor, say aye. I'm in. Aye. aye. Roy, thanks for coming on. Appreciate thanks for having it. me. Good show. Pleasure. Roy, thanks a lot. Thank you.